My name is Will Sporty Gardner. I'm a part of a growing group of real estate investors and entrepreneurs who you probably have never heard of. We don't approach real estate in the traditional way, and we don't rely on cash from trust funds, golden parachutes, or rich uncles to get us started. In fact, our motivation is from our initial lack thereof. We have created our own access to innovative funding models, utilizing and acquired knowledge that have helped us hack our way into the real estate game. And these things that we know can change people's lives. Because we are fighting against the big brands, people with literally unlimited budgets, we have to do things differently. We have to do things smarter. We don't have financial safety nets. Every deal we do helps us grow stronger together. We have to be profitable from day number one. So how do we do that? How is it even possible? If you go to the average business school or ask the MBAs, they don't look at things the way we do. We've turned finding off-market deals into an art and science, doing what we call house flipping in the tech age. We are part of a community called Flip. Hey everybody, how are you doing? Welcome back to the Flipped Entrepreneur Series podcast. I am your host, Mr. Will H. Garner, also known as Sporty, and I am here with my co-host, Courtney Moore. How are you doing today, Courtney? I'm amazing. How are you, Will? Good, good. We're just getting started. We did some, um, we've we've been doing some pre-gaming and you know, if you have not been on the Entrepreneur Series, you know, let me first welcome you to the show. I'm glad to have you here. You know, and the whole point of our putting this podcast together is to help entrepreneurs who are trying to get to that next level. You got questions that need to be answered. And so it's kind of like one of these deals as we go through our daily, daily grind of being entrepreneurs, you know, we pick up different nuggets and gems that we want to be able to share with you guys. And so and, and our specialty is is in real estate. I myself, I am a builder and a house flipper, uh, as well as a real estate broker here in the Houston area. And uh, Courtney, uh, you know, you can share with everyone your background. Alrighty. Well, I, I am a real estate investor as well. I primarily... Uh, partner, consult, and mostly I've done a few flips, but mostly wholesaling lately. So that has been our focus pretty much in the business and just really helping others who want to learn more about real estate. Right, right. So that's a good thing that you brought that that point up and make the differentiation like, hey, you know, you do wholesaling because we've got all these different layers in real estate that different people want to, they want to try to figure out how do they get started within real estate or or um, in terms of real estate investing. So we've got different layers that are available and it just depends on everyone's appetite, whether you want to come in from a real estate agent perspective, helping with people buy and sell homes. You know, that's one avenue. Then you, like you said, the wholesaling properties or um, uh, fix and flip, which is, you know, what we do. And then also the new new construction that's like a next level to the fix and flip. But we do we do that. So it, it's there's a lot of different opportunities in this real estate. Or even if you're here just to join us because you want to listen in, we appreciate you for having us. You want to just get some tidbits of information as far as entrepreneurship is concerned. And welcome to the show. All right, so 
One of the things that I really think excited to cover it is I was at a conference last week. It's called the uh, Pitbull Conference. It's a hard money conference. And today I was like, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. We want to talk about getting money. I mean, and capital is everything, right? And that's where we're, we're going. How do we get capital, right? Right, right. I think that's one of the most important things with any startup. And that's what we talk about as far as how does someone get from A to B. And one of the objections I always want to run into with people is they always say, hey, I ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. How do, where do I go? No, how can I do this with no money? No money, right. You know, and one of the things that we all, you know, um, that we pride ourselves on is that we actually got started in this you know, without any golden parachutes. We didn't have a rich, I didn't. I don't have a rich uncle who gave me, or a rich daddy who gave me millions of dollars to get started in the real estate business. That'd have been great. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it wrong. Like, I'm not like one of those people be like, hey, you know, hey, we didn't have this, we didn't have that. And I'm, you know, I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of what we've accomplished. But man, Hey, Donald Trump's dad gave him, they say like over, like the equivalent of like over a hundred million dollars or something like that. Wow. I wouldn't complain about that right. at all. <laughs> right. No complaints. We'd be doing some some hellacious projects too with a hundred million dollars given, right? right? But all of us are not in that situation. None of us uh, have, at least I didn't hit the Powerball last week. Did you hit the Powerball? I didn't. I didn't. Are you sure? I didn't play the Powerball. You didn't play? Mm-mm. Why not? You didn't play? I didn't play either. So it's just so many odds. I know, right? Yeah, it's so, so, so somebody's And I was I was only going to buy one ticket, so it was like, I mean, it could have been that one opportunity, definitely, but. So I, that always baffles me when people, I see people that buy like 100 different lottery tickets. I'll be like thinking like. To me, it's all in all the same. Like, if you get one or you get a hundred, I mean, it's going to be all the same. I mean, they're increasing their odds. Very minutely. <laughs> in a very, very small... Hey, shout out to anybody who wants to invest in... real in, um, Who wants to go out and invest in lottery tickets, hey. You want to invest in lottery tickets, right? <laughs> Man, a shot in the dark. But if you did win the Powerball and you were listening in... Do not hesitate to give us a call. <laughs> we're still looking for rich uncles. <laughs> right. We're, we're looking for money. Most definitely. So, yeah, that's what, that's what we were talking about. Great conference last week in Austin. Pitbull put, hosted by uh, really fine guys, uh, Leonard Rosen and uh, Brett Alawazi with Pitbull. This is actually it was actually my third event going to with them. And I, the, the, the conference itself is not... I wouldn't say it's definitely for your your end user, but I go for the knowledge. They put events on in Phoenix, Fort Lauderdale, Beverly Hills, and so I, I go for the knowledge. This is the third one, and so um, you know we got some some great tidbits of information. So one of the things I want to really get people to understand is I have people ask me all the time, and I don't know. Oh, excuse, do that? Do they ask you like what's hard money? Right. Well, or they ask, how do I get the money? I don't have any money. How am I supposed to be able to buy this house or 
split this home with no money. With no money. So, and then everybody hears about hard money. So you're right. That's the first, like, how does it work? I don't have this and I don't have that. I don't have the credit. I don't have the money, the credit score. And a lot of people without the knowledge of what these companies, how these companies operate, they become discouraged and they don't really reach out to try to figure it out. So, yeah, hard money is um, one of the quickest ways, I guess you can say. What what do you hear some of your objections that, because you work with uh, different students also, that what are some of the objections that you run into? I guess I wouldn't say objections, but roadblocks of students who... Who are who are say okay? Well, I know I can get a loan from them, but X, Y, and Z. Do you ever hear like different stuff where you like like a middle block that you have to coach right. someone down mm-hmm. on? It's um, interest rates, of course, um, because they're typically a little higher than a traditional loan, and that's the prime. That is it in the credit. Are they gonna? I don't have good credit. I don't. I don't have good credit. Are they going to want to work with me because I don't have the credit, nor do I want to pay that high interest rate? All right. So credit interest rate. So let's first attack the credit issue, right? So typically, a lot of private money slash hard money hard money uh, lenders, they're looking at the asset versus necessarily if a person has perfect credit. Right. Because of the amount of interest that hard money lenders are charging, the interest rates are going to typically be in between 10 to 12% interest on the debt service, and they're going to charge anywhere from two to four points up front, right? A hard money lender likes to get in the deal, and they like to get out of it quickly. These are short-term loans. They are not looking for your your traditional 30-year financing. And the cool thing about, about using a hard money lender is that you can get in these deals very, very quickly. So you need financing to close in 7 to 14 days. You know, a hard money lender will give you that money. And a lot of times, if the margins are there, give you the money for rehab financing on your project as well. One of the keys is... I think definitely targeting which which lender has an appetite for whatever area that you're in. Right. Because we have, you know, listeners from all over. But there are lenders who they have an appetite for different pockets of, of the United States for sure. And then it was another thing you said. We said um, credit and then. And then points. The points. The points. Because a lot of people don't even know what points are. What, what are points? So what are points? What are points? So let's break it. Let's break that down to a basis. All right. So get your calculators out. Well, get your calculators, get your pen, get your piece of paper. Give everybody, let's give them 10 seconds to get a calculator, pen, and piece of paper. Okay, we'll give you 15 seconds. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, nine, ten. Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. Cool. So... Let's look at a, a a pretty straightforward deal, and let's say that you you find a deal, or somebody's like, "Hey, I want to I want to sell this property for a hundred thousand dollars," and you go back, you do some homework, you're like, "Hey, you know what? This property could be worth I think two hundred thousand dollars when it when it's all said and done, but it's got some work that needs to be done. You got a new roof that needs to be put on. Maybe it has water damage. You got to do you know some." 
flood repairs. You know, I'm talking flood because we're, we're here in Houston. We had Hurricane Harvey, put new flooring in. So let's say you got $30,000 worth that needs to be done to it, right? So from a point standpoint, I'm bringing on my calculator to make sure I don't miss <laughs> So when we talk about origination points up front, you know, and these are your, your, your two to four percent, uh, you know, your lender's going to charge you up front. The first of all, typically, let me let me not jump ahead. A lender is going Harmony lenders typically going to give you anywhere from 65 to 75, maybe percent loan of value, typically right at 70 percent of what the end ARV is on your on that loan. So after repair value, right? So we're looking at two hundred thousand. Let's take the number seventy percent. That's one hundred and forty thousand dollars. So you have to make sure your purchase and your rehab is at one hundred and forty thousand dollars, or under, or under. Yeah. So we're looking at one hundred thousand, and we just said the thirty thousand. So we're good. We're we're at mm-hmm. one thirty. And so we got $10,000 of fluff in there, and which is good. We want to have that extra $10,000 of fluff because there are additional fees that, that come along with it. And if we want to be able to have that, that cushion if all possible. So let's say, so the two points, that 2% is going to be, and we're saying 2% is our origination. Mm-hmm. You know, 2% is going to be charged on that one because the lender is going to give you that loan at that 140. You got $30,000. Typically, for a loan, any type of rehab loan, the lender is going to put some type of contingency in that. So if you say, hey, it's $30,000, they're going to say, hey, we're going to put like a 10% contingency. So it'd be at like 33000 10% on that 30000 So that actually now leaves you with 7000 So you're going to be paying 2% on that 140, 2%. That's 2800. That 2800 is a sunk cost. That's what you're going what you're paying to get that loan. That's your cost of doing business, right? Right. So that's your skin in the game. That's your that well, <laughs> no, nah, that's not even your it's a, it's a little bit of your skin in the game. Correct. It is some of your skin in the game. But I think a lot of people get miffed about like the word miffed. <laughs> <laughs> So people get miffed. Somebody Google myth, please. <laughs> what is myth? Let's <laughs> be confused with myth. Myth. People get miffed when they hear about the interest rates. And that's what I, you know, I always hear like, you're like, oh man, y'all paying 12%, 12-13% on a loan. I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, we're getting I'm getting in and out the deal right. quick. You know, so that I think that that does scare like your novice investors mm-hmm. away. You know, um, if I were to go to a traditional bank and ask for rehab financing, they're going to want 20 percent down. Number one. Number two. Yeah, I may get in straight at four, four point five, five percent. They're going to want everything from you from updated financials. Right. Profit and loss sheets, balance statements. You know, your company financials, you know, your loans got to look good on a silver platter. Right. It's got to look desirable on a silver platter, like a filet mignon. And then it still may take you 30, 45 days to close that, right. you know, on, on that deal. And, and so you're kind of like boxed in. So I look at that, that interest 
as well as the interest the origination points that I'm paying as, hey, these people are like my business partner. Right. Without having all of the ties of having a business partner. Okay, great. They're going to put some money up. I'm giving them 10% of my deal. But they're going to put me in a position to where I can make 50, 60, or 100,000 or more depending on the size of that deal. So that's been my mindset in terms of what, uh, from a hard money standpoint, mm-hmm. and why I don't get necessarily too, too caught up in the interest rate, you know. And then, you know, of course, like we said, there are a ton of different hard money companies out there, such as one of our hard money resources with Flip. You can go into the app and you can find, you can find, you can find, find the money. You can find the money. <laughs> Apply for financing, shop it around, see which area works for you. So go definitely, like we talked about before, download the app. You can get financing in the app. And what we do is we market lenders all over the country who are looking for stuff in different areas. So it's a good way for you to get uh, a finance as well. So don't get too, too caught up on that. You find a good deal. You want to make some money. You know it's going to be worth $200,000. So you pay, let's say... Ten or twelve thousand dollars in fees on this deal. You're you're in it for one forty. You go in and you finish your project. At the end of the day, let's say, let's say you sell it for uh, one ninety as opposed to two hundred. You made thirty thousand dollars. Right. Wait, is that math right? You have oh, to calculate right. Yeah, no, it's over one ninety fifty thousand dollars. Golly. Is that after fees? Well, uh, let's say after fees, it's, uh, so it's about eight and a half percent. You know, six percent for real estate commission. About another two and a half percent for your closing costs. So, yeah, say you make a $30,000 net profit on the deal. Right. It's $30,000 you didn't have before. Right. That's well worth it. And lenders helping you get in this deal with little to no money down. Right. Let me chime real quick. Another beauty about the hard money lending is most of the times when you're dealing with these hard money lenders versus traditional is they have experience in real estate or whomever, say less minus real estate. If you're dealing with lenders that are lending within your profession, Mm -hmm. they have experience. So if they are hesitant on lending on the deal, it can kind of give you an idea like, oh, this may or may not be a really good deal if it's asset based. Absolutely. So you're also not only are you getting someone not only are you getting quick money, not only are you being able to really be protected because you have an asset that protects you so you don't need your credit to protect you or your bank account to protect you. You're also getting a little bit of safety with experienced hard money lenders. So even shopping around with the hard money lenders, if you find those that are experienced within your field, it's kind of like that's their money. They won't lend it on an asset that they won't be able to obtain if you default on the loan. Absolutely. So if they're not gung-ho about investing in that deal, then that may or may not be a really good deal. Yeah. So that's another beauty of being able to invest with these. As you said, these are your now become your partners uh, yeah. because they're going to make sure the deal is solid. Absolutely. Because they're, they're investing on the deal. And they want you to come back. Absolutely. If you default and they have to take the property away, you know, your Harmony lender is going to be in a first lien position. But if they you default and they, they have to take the money, the project away, then they're not making money. Right. They want you to complete the project. Exactly. And so that's one thing that... That's a source of their business is continue doing, being able to do continued business by developing relationships with, you know, investors such as you guys out there who are getting ready to start your first, second, and third deal, right? 
One thing too is that if you have not done this yet and you're if you're just getting started, go ahead and get your LLC situated. You know, if you want to do something quick, I you know, sometimes you can depending on which state you're in, you've got different laws. So I don't, I don't want to recommend any particular attorney, but sometimes I'll go just to like LegalZone and get me an right. LLC. Right. You know, what about you? What have you guys? For some reason, I cannot remember the LLC we used, but it was an online company. I think we may have just Googled companies that start LLCs and they have all of their requirements and prices. And we just used that and got a little bit of their protection yeah. as long with package. that package. And it was a, it was a very streamlined process that took not, I mean, it took a few hours yeah. to get started. Absolutely. So you definitely want to protect yourself. I mean, it can range anywhere from like maybe three to six hundred dollars, depending on what all you know, what type of protection you want to use. So it's money well invested, and you want to protect your business away from yourself. So if anybody has to you get into any type of litigation, or anything, it's you going want with that your business, right? It's, it's, it'll be against your business versus you personally. Absolutely. And so with that said, too, yeah, you know, you could you know, go the route of, you know, getting your basic LLC set up yourself. But it is wise to have some type of legal counsel, especially from someone who's got some real estate experience as well to, you know, just having your corner, someone that you consult with. So I definitely would advise you to take that step as well. Interview a few attorneys and stuff and just, you know, see what who in your area specializes in that because you that'll be a great asset for you to have. Because you never know when you get in, into, you know, situation whether you're dealing with buyers or the sellers where you may need someone just to consult with from a legal perspective. And then that's with any business, not just real estate in right. itself. You definitely um, understanding all the legal ins and outs and loopholes yeah. is, is an important. I mean, people will sue you for anything nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're right about that. So also, too. But fast forward, we're going to talk about how do like lenders evaluate the bars, and you know one of the consensus that I've heard this past week is that you know lenders they do look at stuff really come from a bird's eye uh, perspective. So lenders are not necessarily worried if you have a plus credit. They're more so interested in the operator itself. Who's the jockey that they're investing in? Who's going to ride that horse to the finish line? They do want to know, like, hey, are you the type of person that's going to finish this project once you get into it? Because it's an asset-based loan that they're giving you, and they're they're giving you this loan based on speculation that you finished in the project, they want to know who they're lending money to. They're more apt to loan money to someone who may have a 600 credit score, but has proven that they can go out and finish a project. There are a ton of people who've gone through, who are still going through situations from the recession, but who are good operators. And so a lot of lenders are going to look at at what you what your experience in the past, and even if you haven't gotten started, they may charge you more points up front. Right. But they gonna, they're still going to look at who you are as a person versus necessarily what your credit score is. They're going to look and they're going to say they're going to do a background check. You know, if they're a smart lender, they're going they're going to try to figure out who you are. You know, I had a conversation with a guy and he was like telling me that 
they were almost at the closing table about to fund this guy's deal. And the deal looked great. He was a uh, builder. He had done he had done projects, so his experience looked great. It was like, okay, he's a good borrower. Credit was okay. And he was the project was going to be a, a new construction project. And when once they started to dig deeper into his past, literally like a day before, when the CEO, this guy who's the CEO of this lending company, of their fund, they looked at a police report from the guy, and he had an arson on his on his police record. Oh. And so... <laughs> And when they realized that, so he he started putting, he was telling, he's like, he started putting two and two together. And so there was a previous deal that this guy, they had built the project and with another partner and they burned it down to collect the Mm. insurance money off of it. But then he got convicted of arson. And so, you know, he was trying to navigate around to find, you know, other means of getting money to do projects mm. right and so he stopped the right like a day before they were going to fund on this deal mm. and so from his perspective from a lender's perspective he was like hey you know we we saved ourselves right. you know over a hundred thousand dollars because who knows what you know this guy he may have been able to go in and finish the project but he had been convicted of a crime and it that dealt directly with malicious right. arson <laughs> of this project so the reason I'm telling you guys this story, it was a real interesting story, number one. But number two, a lender is going to look at, they're going to look at who the operator is, you know, what your what your track record is, who you are as, a, as an individual. You can't be out doing crazy stuff. That's just a fact of the matter. Nobody's going to give you any money if um, if you you just, you just been doing crazy right. stuff your whole life. But, you know, in terms of credit is concerned, they will take a reservation and say, hey, you know what, what what has this person been through? You know, um, are they trying to pay on back debts? Now, if you just, and they'll look say, hey, you know what, his credit may be bad, but this and this happened. They see that you have a ton of debt and you got a track record of just not paying anything back at all, then that's a totally different scenario. So that is the mindset of a lender as far as when, when it comes to lending. They don't want you to be a jackass. I mean, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Right. I mean, I wouldn't even probably want to deal with a lender who would just deal deal with anyone, right? I mean, you want to, I mean, the thing of the matter is with being entrepreneurs, I mean, you just have to be professionals. You do. You just have to be professionals. And I mean, those of you who are brand new to entrepreneurship, I know Will said the track record works. However, if you're new and you know how to present something in a professional way. If you could put, put together the package with the nice bow right. on it that looks really, really professional to the lender, that in itself says at least put together something that makes sense for me and makes sense for our company. Yeah. So check this out. I'm going to show you this picture right here, right? This is something that was like flashed at on the uh, PowerPoint at the conference. And so you don't, and then what I'm showing, I'm showing Courtney a picture of... Uh, it says a lender who let me read it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So it says no survey, no credit check, no inspections, no appraisals, no <laughs> prepay penalty, no upfront fees, hard money loans. Wow, if that, you see, that exists. If you see a lender who's advertising that, you, you should run the opposite the way. The opposite 
direction. Yeah, because there there is some what you call it the stuff in the fine line, the, the small writing with them that can get you into something. Yeah, this lender, and this was at a totally separate conference than the one I went to. Pitbull Conference, they vet every lender uh, thoroughly. And, uh, yeah, no survey, no credit check, no nothing. Just show up, hey, we'll give you the money. Be careful of scams out Be there, Be careful. Be, the, the last thing you want to do is get caught up in a situation where you have a great deal that you put your sweat equity into, and then you at the table with, Bogus lenders. Bogus lenders, yeah. So absolutely. you want to vet your lenders just as they vet you, right? right. And they, re- I believe they respect that when you start to ask them questions right. about how they do business, right? Absolutely. So you definitely, definitely want to. Well, yeah, because you have some people who could pose as lenders and they care more about collecting more junk fees up front than anything. It meant that at the 13th hour may not ever fund a deal. Right. But they've made money off of you up front. Right. There are people who operate business like that. So do some research. (laughs) All the lenders that we put in the Flip app have been vetted. They operate with integrity, and you're going to find good lenders that will do deals. So if you haven't downloaded the app, make sure you download the app. Yeah, download the app for sure. Something that I was excited about, uh, and I've met this guy before, and this is this. We're going to leave you guys with this right here. Um, there's a company. These guys are actually based out of Phoenix. Uh, his name's Gene Garino. You know, I'm plugging his business. They have a platform for helping mentor people into um, developing assisted living facilities. Mm. So this is just another stream of income. Just, you know, if the light bulb just went off in your head, it's because we just turned it on right now. <laughs> Assisted living facilities. So you have an opportunity there that in a growing market, especially with the baby boomer uh, market, where there are operators. When I say operators, people who are, you know, uh, investors just as yourself who are buying homes, going in and fixing up homes. And they're turning them into assisted living facilities, bringing in all of the ADA compliant, whatever needed to be done in terms of making that property compliant. There's an income opportunity with that. I know in the state of Texas, with you can facilitate up to 16 people within a house. And oh, I was going to ask you, was this on the res- residential side or yeah, commercial? Yeah, residential. Oh, yeah. nice. And from a private pay, I know that if from a private pay standpoint, investors are getting anywhere from to $3,000 to $4,000 a month per person that's in that home. So you can look at the opportunity in a, a variety of different ways. Say, hey, okay, I'm going to fix this house up and rent it out. You can rent it out for somebody $1,500, $2,000 a month. Or you can look at the business opportunity side of taking an existing home, tailoring it for residential assisted living, and increase your profits tremendously. And so in the light that, bulb just went off. Yeah, the light bulb <laughs> went off, right? In that model, there is, you know, more overhead because, you know, you got to think you got to, you got to, you the whatever insurances and stuff that you need to have to operate, but you can grow a viable business. You're going to have some overhead as far as staff is concerned, personnel to help, but it's not like opening a hospital or nothing. These are people who are fully functioning, People who just have, you know, it's a re- assisted living. They're not at a point where they, they can't take care of themselves. Right. It's not um, like a, um, 
like a facility for, you know, like a therapy type yeah, right. of facility. Absolutely. Like that. That's great. That's great stuff. It's a great thing. And, and so even I've talked to a few uh, people who have homes and, and they said the great thing is that, you know, they run into people who their kids may live in the same neighborhood and they, they just need a place mm-hmm. for their parents to kind of be during the daytime or, or, or uh, you know, and they want them to be close. So having these assisted living facilities and communities that's helped, it's a great, a great thing for people who are in need of it. And it's a great thing for investors as well. I would definitely recommend only getting into, getting into it if you're passionate about it, work passionate about working with elderly yeah. people. And I'm sure anywhere locally, wherever you guys are, like we're here in local in Houston, they always have classes, free classes to teach community members how to, you know, the legalities of these type of things, like Absolutely. the regulations for state and city or whatever mm-hmm. on what, you know, what you would have to have and all the regulations of assist- assisted living facilities. So yeah. when you're building it, you'll know your layouts and all that. So that's an additional type of training to seek out. Increasing knowledge. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a podcast. Cause oh, Jean, I was just going to ask you yeah, if we're going to do, do a podcast on we're that. We're going to do one with Yay. Gene. Gene is, uh, he's got the complete package ready to go. Oh, uh, great. Google him, Gene Garino. That's G-U-A-R-I-N-O. N-O. G-U-A-R-I-N-O. Gene. G-E-N-E. Yep. G-E-N-E. Gene Garino. You know what? Let me double check that. Make sure I... Because I know my handwriting <laughs> Yeah, guys. So that's a great investment opportunity. And um, based in spe- especially to help others and make money while doing it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That is spelled correctly. Gene Garino. They got a, a great, great platform. Great guy. I actually saw him at the last Jet Lending event. The last two. Mm, they have okay. a, a vendor booth at the Jet Lending event. So oh, I have to check them out. They, gotta, they do a lot of good things. So... Anyway, guys, uh, you got anything you want to leave everybody with? No, just wrap it up. You know, hard money is is not a something you should run away to, from. Maybe something run towards. Get your LLC started if you haven't. Just something quick, an investment for your company. Vet your lenders. Get the app. We already did that. So that's there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and check out Gene with the Assisted Living Center. That sounds like an awesome opportunity for anyone who wants to start a business. And that seems like something you can really get started within six months to a year. Absolutely. Well, cool deal. Well, thank you guys for joining us once again on another podcast episode. I get so excited whenever we get a chance to do these. And um, hey, remember, everyone, you are only one flip away. Will Garner here. I want to say thank you once again for listening to another one of our awesome episodes of the Flip Entrepreneur Series podcast. We hope you picked up some nuggets that may inspire you or help you some way while on your journey. If you haven't already, make sure to download the Flip app today by simply searching on the App Store under FLPPD and create you an account today and connect with some investors and other like-minded entrepreneurs from across the globe. Once again, thank you for tuning in and remember, you're only one flip away.